Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Ah, what a year. This is the last day of 2021, and it has been quite a year for NFTs. This time last year, the majority of people had no idea what an NFT was, what fungible meant, or any of this stuff, really. A lot of people have known about Bitcoin because that has been in the news for over 10 years, but the majority of people had no clue what Ethereum was, what a smart contract is, or any of this stuff, decentralized finance, dApps, uh, play-to-earn gaming, all sorts of new things, and it was just an amazing year, and I can't possibly cover everything that took place during this year. However, I'm going to give some highlights, some lowlights, just kind of breezing through through everything and just summing it up and hopefully you find this very interesting as we get ready to just launch into the next year and whatever amazing things are coming in 2022 I want to really cover certain things first of all this time last year we closed out the year with ETH being $738. At this time of recording it right now, it's about $3,700, $3,800, depending on how uh, things are running by the time you're listening to this. Soul was $1.52. Right now, it's about $170. Wax was $0.03. Cents. Right now, it's around $0.45. Cents. Axie was $0.53. Cents. And right now, it's bouncing around around $95. The Sandbox tokens were $0.03. Cents. Now, it's about $6. Decentraland was $0.03. Cents, and now, it's about $3. So, a lot has really happened in that space. And those are just the, the tokens. But I'm going to actually go through uh, month by month and really just sort of uh, explain uh, some highlights throughout the year. And uh, definitely, this was the year that they say... NFTs became mainstream. I'm still trying to say, I, I'm not sure if it's really mainstream as yet, but as far as uh, the news and the media coverage, definitely it exploded this year. But still to this day, the majority of people still have no idea what an NFT is. But I guess 2021 was the first year of front page coverage. All the major media networks, all the publications, they were covering NFTs and uh, the major drops, the record sales, uh, Christie's and Sotheby's got into the auctions. And of course, NFTs made Twitter great again. That is a central hub for everything where all the projects and everything's being communicated. And I've spent a lot of time speaking about that. And you can always reach out to me, connect with me over there. My contact information is in the show notes, of course. However, we haven't even gotten to that part of the show as yet, but it all really kicked off in February or March, and during that time, that's when a lot of these uh, projects were just really starting to get some headlines and get some buzz going, but really what kicked off everything was the Beebles sale. The first 5,000 days, uh, Beebles had been creating art for a long time, digital art, but it never really hit notoriety, hit the front page as with the sale. Now, here's the crazy thing. Everyone knows the headline that it sold for uh, the piece with all, basically the collage, all the different uh, 5,000 individual pieces and the, the big, massive uh, Christie's auction of everything in one NFT ended up selling for $69.3 million. And this was the first auction that uh, Christie's also allowed people to pay for in ETH. And of course, uh, the closing bid was uh, March 11th. The winning bidder paid 42,329 ETH. What's really reported in the headlines and what's all over the news and everything, everyone knows is at 63 or $69.3 million. But here's where it gets really interesting. Right now, that same amount of ETH is worth 160 plus million US dollars. So although everyone speaks about uh, that $69 million sale, 
I think focusing on the ETH number of 42,329 is more impressive. Now, around this time, this is when all the uh, news uh, correspondents that had no idea what was really going on in this space, and there's people are saying, wow, people are paying millions of dollars for JPEGs. This is where that term really came about. Then, of course, the explosion on Clubhouse. Clubhouse was the audio drop-in only app at the time. It was only on iOS, but definitely this is where uh, it really started to pick up steam as far as uh, catching on to the, the general public because a lot of rooms were being opened up. People were talking about NFTs. They were discussing uh, uh, crypto and, and decentralized finance, Web3 and all the stuff was just really coming up in a lot of rooms. And that's where I first started hearing about NFTs. And uh, I've actually admitted in previous episodes that when I first started seeing these uh, clubhouse rooms saying NFT, I always thought it was an acronym for something uh, related to not safe for work, you know, like NFFW or something like that. So I just always brushed over it, never really went into those rooms because I said, yeah, this is really probably not my thing. So Honestly, it really wasn't until later in the spring that I really started to uh, hear more about the NFTs and diving into it and what have you. And I said, wow, this is pretty cool. And that's when I got into my, my first projects, which were on the Wax blockchain. And that was uh, the Blockchain Heroes. And from then, I just never really looked back. But during this time, a lot of celebrities and a lot of uh, uh, artists and people were really just rushing into the space. And uh, one notable uh, project or one notable band that was trying to get into the NFT space, which I think would have been a perfect fit for the NFT space, there was a little bit of uh, a backlash uh, from their fans because they didn't really research the space. They didn't come into it correctly. And it was uh, the Gorilla Bands. If you know Gorilla, they're like that animated cartoon digital band. Uh, the big song that they had from, uh, I think, the early 2000s was Clint Eastwood with the uh, massive gorillas and how I even found out that they tried to get into the NFT space was because I was thinking I was like wow you know if any celebrity any artist any kind of uh, public uh, figure pop culture icon should be in this NFT space it should be the gorillas and this was probably around June when I decided to do this research only to find out that they tried to come into the space in spring however because they were trying to come out on ETH and their their artists their, or their fans were very uh, critical of them because they're, you know, at the same time, they were saying that uh, NFTs are wrecking the environment and what have you. And of course, they made music and albums about saving the world and uh, global warming and environmental friendliness and all this stuff. So their fans were very disappointed on them, uh, in them. And so needless to say, they canceled it and they backpedaled. They should have done their research. And unfortunately, they didn't go with Wax or uh, one of the Layer 2 solutions or some other uh, uh, blockchain that is much more eco-friendly. But because that stigma was, okay, ETH burned so much electricity, and that's also even a misnomer because it all depends on what source of electricity is using to uh, run it. So let's say if it is a solar-powered uh, mining system, well, then it's technically clean, or if it's windmill or whatever, but I understand where it's all coming from. But generally speaking, either way, if they had gone with uh, Wax or any other blockchain, for that matter, they wouldn't have ran into that same problem. But it's just one of the growing pains of uh, this whole thing. We're all learning this stuff as we go along. So it's not like I'm being overly critical of them knocking them or anything because this is a new space. So I commend them for actually seeing it, that their uh, properties, that their, their characters were just a perfect fit for the NFT market. However... It's a shame that the team didn't really do their full research and do their due diligence and didn't even really know how to respond to the fans. Which brings us to April, where that's where uh, Basie, the Bored Apes Yacht Club, absolutely, they came out and just dominated and really uh, have not looked back. But here is the crazy thing. A lot of people do not realize it took seven days for them to actually sell out. 
and it really wasn't until the art reveal that they actually started to pick up steam because their discord when they released it they were doing the pre-mints and what have you it was very quiet and there really wasn't much buzz until the art release and now if you look at them of course they launched at a 0.08 eth but now the floor is well over 50 eth they have uh countless celebrities in the space they have uh licensing deals they have partnerships with adidas and they have uh jimmy fallon and all sorts of people just all over twitter just touting them and it's just it's just amazing where that space has really grown uh really out of nothing into a billion dollar brand and these were nft novices and then May 11th, this is when uh, ETH finally peaked. Well, at least for that time, it peaked at about $4,100. And this is when the news reporters, everyone was saying, oh, the bubble for NFTs have finally popped. It is all over. The JPEGs are going back to zero. And clearly that did not happen. But it did take ETH until about July 20th to actually bottom out at about $1,700. And now it just made that slow recovery and has came uh, well back over the $4,100 uh, peak of that time. However, that initial spike, that rocket ship that took off within a matter of uh, weeks, really, uh, came back down to Earth and then slowly climbed back up the hill. Ironically, during that same week, VFriends was dropped, and VFriends is Gary Vaynerchuk's um, massively successful project. Uh, the last I heard that he was actually in the secondary sales, the actual royalties uh, from uh, the resales, was netting over a million dollars per day, which is just mind-blowing to me. But I remember when he was coming to the space, he was getting a lot of criticism saying that he's just a social media uh, expert that's trying to uh, come into the space. He knows nothing about it. Well, clearly everyone that was criticizing him was absolutely wrong because he has a 45 year plan yes a 45 year plan a lot of these projects don't even have a 30-day roadmap but he has a 45 year plan he actually launched a full company uh separate and apart from uh, his vayner media and his vayner nft and all of that stuff really kicked off with the launch of v friends he's working with uh, just countless brands right now and it just it's just amazing to see how much that has grown in such a short period of time and it just really proves to say that when people are criticizing uh, the work that you're doing, what you're trying to get into with this new space, um, you know, a lot of the times they are uh, being critical out of just sheer fear that they're afraid that someone new and unfamiliar will come into the space and muddy the waters. But clearly uh, he knew what he was doing. He came in with a plan. And a year ago this time, he really didn't even know about NFTs. And he he said to himself, he spent his 40, 50 hours researching. He was in clubhouse rooms and what have you. And look where that is now granted yes he did have a massive social media following he has uh book deals and what have you but that is not to uh where all of his success came from because so many uh artists and so many celebrities have come into the space with much larger followings than him and they absolutely fell flat on their face with their nft projects so you really have to give credit where credit is due. And I'm just that's one of the people, one of the companies that I'm really uh, following to see how they'd grow in the space and how, where things are going, because I think he's doing things the right way. Of course, May was very busy because at the same time, this is May 14th. We're just halfway through May right now. Uh, there was the, the Webster's Dictionary. They had the sale for the NFT, the definition of NFT. They actually created this uh, really cool um, NFT of the definition. And if you go to the, 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 the page, you can actually click it, see who currently owns it and have you. But uh, I will leave a link in the show notes so you can actually see the NFT of NFTs because someone can actually say they own NFTs. I just said NFT way too many times and then I said it again. But that is where we are, right? 
And then June brought us NBA Top Shot, which was just a major project that brought so many people into the space. And that was just one of those things that just was a cultural phenomenon. A lot of people that had no clue what NFTs were, blockchains, anything like that, that just really was a gateway to a lot of people coming into it. And that was just very cool to see how that really took off. Also in June, that's when Twitter released their 140 uh, NFT giveaway. And I remember when that launched, that I, I saw that. As soon as I saw that, I started to uh, try to get one. Unfortunately, I didn't get one, but I saw them. They were selling for uh, 10, 15, 20 ETH after that. I said, wow, this is crazy. And I can't believe that I was, you know, that close to getting one of those. But the one that I really wanted was the one that looked like a Tamagotchi because that was just so nostalgic for me. I remember I was in fifth grade when the Tamagotchis or Tamagotchis, as they uh, say in, in, in Japan, came out. And I, I, it just really brought me back to my childhood. So I really wanted one of those. Also, during June, Binance launched their NFT marketplace Everything they do is just just massive. They are like the Amazon of uh, Web3 at this point, which is kind of crazy, uh, considering that the whole fact that this thing's supposed to be decentralized and what have you. But hey, it is what it is, and they're doing their thing right now, and they are just absolutely a massive player in all things Web3. Then during the rest of the summer, really, it was just a generative project, uh, summer as I like to call. I'm sure there's a lot of things that I'm missing, but really, I just remember during that time, and I'm, uh, just a bunch of uh, generative PFP projects were coming out. And PFP, if you don't know, is a profile picture. So all those uh, different uh, projects that, you know, the generative arts were uh, multiple apes and uh, everything punks and like all these different projects, you name it, every kind of animal that you could possibly think of, they were all coming out. And uh, that was really a lot of those projects during the summer. And then things started to calm down a little bit as far as all the uh, coins related to NFTs and uh, the different drops and what have you. It was really sort of uh, more of the same. And a lot of people were starting to say, ah, you know, I think it's finally over. The novelty of the space is over. But then the big newsmaker was uh, in October when uh, Facebook officially changed its name to Meta. Now, I did a whole episode on that, so I'm not going to really go into all the details for that, but really, they accomplished uh, their goal by hijacking the news cycle and, of course, uh, having Web3 sort of forever attached with their company and not to mention, it sort of took a little bit of the spotlight off of all the issues that the main company, the brand of Facebook, was under. Then in November, there was NFT NYC. And the GeckoCon conference, which I actually attended, well, virtually, of course, uh, that was a pretty cool conference. And I'll be attending that again next year. Hopefully that they do it again. I, I thought it was a big success. I really enjoyed it. And then we entered what they're calling the NFT winter. As far as uh, a lot of projects that were starting to launch starting in November, they stopped, They weren't selling out like they were, they were. And people were saying, okay, it's finally over. All these generative projects are dead. Now they have to have utility and all these different things. And from that point on and up to this point right now, we're starting to see really a slowdown. Uh, there's a dip, of course, in the crypto markets. Uh, people are pulling out for tax reasons and what have you. So it was sort of a perfect storm for this quote-unquote NFT winter to come in. However, there have been some uh, really cool projects that have been launched even uh, in December. But I think that really uh, going forward, I think uh, during this time, I think it's, it's just going to be 
on the creators, on the communities to really uh, push the projects a little bit more, have a little bit more thought into their roadmap. And it's not just anything you throw out is going to sell out automatically anymore. And I think that's sort of a good thing because we've seen a lot of rug pulls. We've seen a lot of failed projects. And now I think uh, you'll have to really see a team uh, put some thought and effort into building a community and and putting together a worthy project. And, you know, uh, a slow growth. There's nothing wrong with that because even look at Board Apes Yacht Club, as I said, it took over seven days for them to actually sell out. So now if something is taking uh, a long time to sell out, such as uh, Shaq just did a an NFT uh, drop that was absolutely uh, 100% is going towards charity and it's it it did not sell out very quickly. And it really wasn't until he had a, a Twitter space with Gary V that actually uh, took off and sold off. So, you know, just because something is not selling off uh, instantly within 10, 15 minutes, such as like the Adidas drop, which, uh, well, that was, uh, I could have mentioned that towards the end of the year as well. That doesn't necessarily mean that the project is not good. And a lot of those projects that we might see that, okay, uh, 30,000 huge uh a massive project might sell out very quickly. That does not necessarily mean that it's going to be a successful project in the long run and what have you. So the speed of selling out is not necessarily uh, what you should judge a project by or the floor price uh, initially, say two, three days after it sells out. But going forward, I'm really expecting uh, this space to continue to grow. Of course, uh, there's so much uh, innovation that is coming in. Things are, are, are the tools that we're using to build and how we're using to sort out the data and all these different things. We're getting better at them. And I'm really excited to see where this goes in 2022. And of course, I think I'll, I'll do an episode of that just saying where I think uh, things are going to go this year and different uh, ad- ad- developments and advancements and the directions of trends that I really see coming up. And I just look forward to all all of that. And hopefully you enjoy this last day of the year. And I know I just sort of breeze through the year as much as I can. I know so much happened this year. I could have literally spent hours and hours and hours naming all these projects. But those are just the highlights that really jumped out at me. And as usual, I just want to thank you for uh, spending this time with me and allowing me to go on this journey with. And I look forward to being here with you next year. So hopefully you close out 2021 strong. So until next year, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.